right. So I want to tell you guys a story, and um, and then we'll kind of go into what I'm going to share with you guys tonight. So when I first got married to Cody, we were like had just turned 20 years old. And shortly before that, when he was, so it's been, it would have been two years after he got on like the professional bull riding tour. I never got to go to with him to any events usually like when we were dating because I was in college. So when we got married, I moved from a different college to like down here in Greeley and kind of had my schedule different because I was going to be a wife. And um, so my college courses kind of lined up to where I could travel with him for a little bit. And I was like so excited because like I was like, it's going to be so fun. We're going to go to all these cool cities all across the the U.S. Like because the PBR went to like New York City. They went to like Orlando. They went to uh, Charlottesville and all these, like, like the big cities, not like rodeos where you're like in Eads, Colorado or something like that. Like, it's like the big city. So I was like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. It's going to be so like glamorous and I'm going to have like cool clothes and all these things. And, um, the first one that I went with him to was in, it was New York city. And he flew out like two days before I did because, uh, he had to, get there early for something else. And so my first time flying by myself was to New York City. My first time taking a taxi by myself was in New York City. (laughs) And I finally got to, we finally got to where we were going. And it was in January, so it's cold, like cold in New York City because it's so humid there. And it is like, I mean, I grew, I'm a Colorado girl. I grew up in Colorado and it was cold, like Yes, in your bones cold. That is what it felt like. And so anyways, and I didn't bring like my parka because I'm like, I'm not going to need like a big old warm coat. Like I want like my nice cute little like jackets, you know, and I froze my butt off. And um, my husband being the reclusive person that he is, he hates, he hates New York. So he hates just the amount of people that it is. Yeah. He, um, just was like, everything's so expensive. So every meal we ate was either at Applebee's, TJ Fridays, or like, you know, McDonald's or waffle, always a waffle house. That is like one thing about a rodeo cowboy is waffle house at any time of day. Um, so my expectations were like here for like my first, like, PBR event and the the meetup of those expectations were like here (laughs) I didn't get to see the Statue of Liberty I didn't get to go like I saw nothing I think on the second day finally like one of the other wives was like hey do you want to go to like Macy's and like we had Macy's in Colorado but like Macy's in New York City you know it's like four levels or something like that's like the original Macy's store so that was cool but really it's just a department store it's the same as anything else. It was already after Christmas, so it wasn't even cool like that anymore, you know? Um, But I say all of that because I had, in my mind, I had romanticized this, like, way of life, or this first, at least this first event. And uh, I I mean, it was (laughs) was very much not that at all. Um, And I wanted to, I wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit tonight. And basically, what God's been showing me is that so many times we romanticize so much about what we 
think our life is going to look like, what we think we're going to do when we're older, when, when we grow up. Um, I'm still growing up, I feel like. <laughs> or when we get married or when we, you know, hit another milestone, have a new baby. I mean, I think that's the greatest lie is that when your kids get a little older, Bailey, and you're like, we're going to go to like the zoo and it's going to be this most amazing day and we're going to have so much fun and you're going to enjoy every minute of it. And I'm just going to bask in like the joy of motherhood. And then it's like, they are crying in the car because you didn't bring enough snacks. Like their favorite animal wasn't out. Like everything is just like stress. And like, I remember my husband being like, why do we even do this? Like, it's not even fun for like any of us. (laughs) Sorry. I don't mean to put like a downer on it, but I just remember like, that's like the greatest like expectations up here is like a mother is like, you're going to love this. I love this as a kid and you're going to love it as much as me. And it's like, that sucked so bad. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you're yeah, you're carrying them and it's hot and oh my goodness. But anyways, um I know <laughs> Bailey's like, thanks Candace, this is what I came for tonight. <laughs> um but that romanticizing of our life can cause so many times it can cause broken relationships because that who's ever been like the girl that like when she got married then it was like oh all the nice dinner dates all the like whining and dying all of that stuff just stopped yeah it's all over um so i mean it can cause broken relationships um you know I, I know people that they're just like well they changed when i got married they weren't the same person or whatever um it can cause, I really do feel like it's related to a lot of times with um, depression and that feeling of like, well, it's just, there's no hope. Like, it's just, I had all of these ideals and like, they just never came to pass, right? Um, It's resentment of others that maybe like on the outside look like they've got what you had hoped life could be. Um, Sorry, I felt like there was like somebody behind me here. I was like, oh, no. Um, it can, it can deal with, I mean, you're, you could be dealing with like jealousy, especially, I mean, social media breeds that, but unforgiveness towards, you know, like just holding that resentment towards somebody that got something that you thought you deserved or thought that you wanted. Um, and really I feel like it can, if it's not dealt with, if it's not healed, you can start distancing yourself from the one who really does know the end from the beginning because of all those unmet expectations that you had. Maybe when you became a Christian, you're like, this is how life is going to be, and it's going to be amazing, and I'm going to, you know, do all these things for God, and maybe those things just don't line up the way that you exactly saw it. So the reason I did that that um, activity at the beginning was also just, I think it helps us to get to know everybody, and it's fun to, like, think about, man, that's what you wanted to be when you were a kid, like, marine biologist, like, who would have thought? <laughs> um, but what about thinking about, like, so did <laughs> did any of those dreams come true? Lynette eventually got to, you got to swim with dolphins eventually. What about you, Bailey? Did you Do you get to do any kind of art or anything like that? No? Not in maybe the way that you saw as a kid, but yeah, uh huh, yeah, mm hmm, and Alex, 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Elaine was, <laughs> what was yours again? Guitar. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You could still totally. And then Debbie, anything with art? That's awesome. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. And then Shelby. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then Elise, she's just. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I know. Yes, bunny rabbits butts. <laughs> and then Elise, she's like, I'm just a little too tall for that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, so if if those dreams didn't come true, just think you don't have to answer these out loud, but just think about it. Um if they haven't came true, are you thankful or are you sad that they didn't pan out? Would you consider where you're at in your life now is God's best for you? Have you harbored any resentment towards God that things haven't turned out the way, the way you'd like? Um, so just kind of keep those in your pocket of kind of the, where we're going with that. Um, so back to early marriage for me. <laughs> I read the worst Christian women's book when I was like first marriage, like the worst. I don't even know what it's called anymore, but it was pink and purple and all scrolly. And like, it's just like one of those, like, Oh, like this looks like a good book from like the Christian bookstore. And it was it. And I probably believed a lot of it for a while until I was like, God, if this is all that I'm meant to do, like this sucks. And I don't like this. And I really don't think this is like what you are saying. Um, and I mean, it's basically the the book talked about, I mean, it was based a lot of pressure on like the idyllic look of what a, a married wife or married woman should look like. Um, a lot of legalism of, you know, changing around maybe this scripture and that scripture to really put a lot of, more about what who like what you do instead of who you are and who Jesus says you are. Um, it and a lot of it is just lies that the church, like little C, has put on women for generations and generations. And I'm not going to come out and just be like, yeah, I'm a feminist and all of this because I really do believe that like Jesus is like the first true feminist, the way that he empowered women and the way that like if you've heard me talk at all, like I'm always like. Jesus, this, I do it Jesus way all the time, but basically there was like this, this process of the way that your life should work out. You got to marry your prince and then you got to have two and a half kids and you got to cook and clean and have the perfect house and serve in your church and stay in shape and dress well and live happily ever after. Right. Bam, 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 bam. Like that's how life is supposed to go. And then if you've been in church at any um, length of time in your life as a woman, you've read Proverbs 31. And then you've had Proverbs 31 preached to you many, 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 many times, <laughs> shall we? Yes. And I mean, 
I don't know if I've actually ever preached on Proverbs 31, probably because I feel like I've just been so overdone, like over and over in my life and not that I don't like it. And, but I was thinking about this. I was thinking about these expectations and like how the world likes to put it on women, that it needs to look like this. And then the church puts it even more on women of what we're supposed to look like, what, how life is supposed to pan out. And when you look at Proverbs 31 at a glance, or maybe the way that it's been explained to you or taught to you, it basically lines up with that same process that that worst Christian women's book ever gave me. Um, You know, Proverbs 31, she had married a good man. She had children. She cooked. She cleaned. She kept a nice house. And back in those days, I don't really think they worked out to stay in shape, but they just, their everyday life. And then I think... She definitely was a prepper because she is always like looking at what what was coming next, what she needed to do. But when we dive deeper into who this woman was, um, she really wasn't living like this idyllic fantasy life. And I really think the words that I would describe it are gritty, um, grace-filled, humility or humble, And one way I could like line it all up is that she was scrappy. Like, I just feel like when I think of her and, and I was telling, um, Elise and Shelby before, cause Elise was like, well, which version of Proverbs 31, which, um, you know, translation do you want me to use? And I was like, you know, like 99 times, I'm usually like the passion translation. I love that translation. It's like the women's translation. Isn't that what like Pastor Darren calls it a lot? Or the Lynette translation is the passion translation. But then when I read Proverbs 31 again today in the passion, I was like, you know, this isn't the scrappy woman that I've read about in New King James. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, I really like how it's, it talks about her in New King James over the Passion Translation. It was almost just too fluffy for me. <laughs> and usually that's a hard one for me because I love the Passion Translation. But um, I'm willing to just kind of get there. I marked it in my Bible somewhere um, so I could easily get to it. But, oh, it's back here. Yeah, probably. Or I just have too many marks in my Bible, I think, is what the problem is. Um, Like, for example, it talks about, um, like, the... It's something where it... Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I want to get there. I want to to show you an example, but I can't figure out where it was that I was telling the girls about. But basically, it talks about the light shining within her in the trans, in the Passion Translation. But in the New King James, it talks about her her lamp does not go out at night. And to me, that's like a beautiful woven thread throughout from Proverbs all the way to Revelation, where it talks about like the virgins not running out of their oil at night. So anyways, just a little rabbit trail there. Um, that's why I like the new King James. Um, but anyways, back to the scrappy Proverbs 31 lady. So she lived a life that was anything but idle. She was a mover and a shaker and she looked to the future and she rejoiced in it. She raised her children in wisdom and gave them an example of what a woman can do. She had businesses or was active in the marketplace And I'm sure there were seasons in her life where she was at home more or when seasons in her life where she was working out of the house. But I can't help but just read in between the lines. 
And if we look at her as human, I'm sure she had bad days. I'm sure she had failures. I'm sure she had some fears. I bet she, her emotions got the best of her on certain days. Um, and I, wonder, I bet she wondered if she was being a good mom, a good wife, a good friend. Um, and just to look at this woman with our human eyes, and not the way that the church, little c, likes to put on us, I feel like we can relate to her so much more and look at her life as not this fantasy, idyllic life that so many times it's like, oh, I want to be like the Proverbs 31 woman. I want to be, not saying that that's not good to aspire to, but I think sometimes we put her at this almost unattainable level that Solomon, who, you know, wrote this psalm or this proverb, who has probably learned it from his mother, was talking about. Because I don't know about you, but I'm going to teach my kids. I want to teach them about a person that they can relate to instead of somebody that's like this far off, like fantasy person. Because I don't think you can really learn about a person if you can't relate to them, right? So I think that, I think that, uh, she was, she was meant to be someone that was more attainable than in that fantasy. Um, so, but she was, since she was a woman, she had all those things like I talked about. So bad days, failures, fears, emotions, um, wondering if she's good, good enough. Um, but in that, she learned how to lean into God. She learned how to fear the Lord and fearing the Lord, I mean, it truly, when I looked up the definition, which I didn't write it down, um, it means to put your to put your life on him. Like he is, that is what you're putting your stake in the ground is on him, not on the waywardness of this world and what our expectations are and what our ideals are. Um, so even if she was told when she was a kid, the Proverbs 31, that maybe she couldn't be who she wanted to be when she was a little kid. Um, she still feared God above man. Even when the guidance counselor at her high school told her she didn't have the grades to be a doctor or a lawyer or a business owner or anything like that, she still feared God over man. Um, even when the boy that she thought she was going to marry treated her less than far above rubies, she still feared God. And what did he do for her? so much more than she probably could have ever imagined. And I know that, I wish the Proverbs 31 even went more into who she was, but I really feel like this woman, this woman that, I mean, she's praised in the gates. So whatever her life came about was probably more, I mean, as a woman, I don't really care to be praised in the gates. Like I would just rather be like, I want my kids to like me <laughs> when they grow up. <laughs> I want me and my husband to still be together. You know, I want us to still, that part, that's probably what I would put more of my, my hope in, you know. Um, but that was probably more, I mean, and back then she was probably more like, we're going to get through this drought that we're going through. I hope we have enough water to like sustain us living, you know. Um, but just to have all of that extra just completely dumped out on her just really shows me that God really poured out his blessings on her probably more than she could have ever imagined. Um, and what I just want to go back to those original questions that I asked you at the beginning. 
And who did you want to be as a little girl before the world told you that you're not smart enough? You're not rich enough. You're not pretty enough. You're just not good enough to be any of those. You're not short enough, Elise. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. That just cracked me up when she told me that earlier. But are those, those dreams that you had as a little kid, maybe there was a certain way that you loved to play. Like if Shelby loved to play veterinarian when she was a kid on her cat or whatever like that. Um, you know, think back to those times. I think that that's something that God would love for all of us women to do every once in a while. It's like, man, why did I love playing store when I was a kid? Why did I love like checking out like customers? Like, I wonder why that excited me. And I had loved that so much as a kid. Just let that like pique your interest of why, you know, um, with that dream or with that, that maybe that passion or those interests that you had as a kid, are you choosing to fear man? So basically you said no to those dreams or those passions or those interests because you weren't going to make enough money. I remember I had a, a cousin that she wanted to be a marine biologist. Like that is, I mean, when she was a kid, that is what she wanted to be. And her dad was like, you're not going to make any money doing that. And she went to, ended up going to medical school and she's, an OBGYN now, but I just wonder back when she was a kid and she was so passionate about that. Like, is she really enjoying what she's doing now? Just knowing that her dad said that she can't do that. Like he wouldn't pay her way through college or help her get through college if she didn't go and pursue this other path, you know? Um, are you thankful? Or are you sad over how your life has panned out so far? And do you hold any resentment towards God that things haven't worked out like you expected? Like just sitting here thinking about that. Like, I know for me, I, yes, I wanted to be a horse trainer and I wanted to be a stunt woman. I just thought that was exciting. But when I was a little kid, I, if you came over to my house as a kid so many times, we were um, playing rodeo road. Like basically if my truck and trailer was still hooked up from the last weekend when we went to a horse show or to a rodeo, we were pretending that we were loading horses in the trailer and we were getting everything loaded and we were get, and then we get in the truck and my dad was just like, just don't mess with the gear shifter because, you know, it was a standard truck because it will roll forward. And so I know to not touch that, but he would let me sit in there and we'd get the radio station. And so it just, we would play like we were going down the road and I would play that I had kids in the back and that they were going to rodeo too at the same time as that we were rodeoing. And I was just thinking about that. Like that was one of my favorite things to play as a kid. And like, I'm getting to do that with my kids now. Like, it's like, God, you're so good. Like, it's so fun. But who would have thought that that would be something that I played as a little kid. Um, and I, I, I've been there, though. I've been the kid that when I got into high school, you know, rodeo, being a, being a stunt woman, like I wouldn't even tell anybody that I was wanted to do when I got, got into high school. Heck no. But then I really, I just thought being like a broadcast journalist would be like the funnest thing ever. I wanted to be, I think that would be so fun to pee on TV and I want to go for broadcast journalism. And then I got a scholarship to University of Wyoming and there's no broadcast journalism major there at all, but there's newspaper journalism. And then I took one semester of that and I was like, heck no, I don't like this at all. <laughs> but I just think about like, what if, what if I would have pursued a different path? I'm glad where I'm at in life now, but like, I think that so many times those, those passions that we have when we're a little kid, those are put there by God 
for a reason. Those dreams, they're put there for a reason. And if you think about it, when you're a little kid, you have, unless you had really horrible people around you, and maybe a lot, maybe y'all did, but you weren't really told, no, you can't be a marine biologist. You weren't told, no, you can't be a guitar player. You weren't told that when you're a little kid, like 10 years or younger, right? So you could dream big. You could give like all of your heart and your passion to um, playing a certain way or whatever. And I feel like that that was why Jesus so many times was like, no, bring the little children to me. Let them come. I want be childlike in our faith is going back to, I planted these dreams and these passions in your heart and they're part of your purpose. They're part of your destiny that you are supposed to accomplish in this lifetime. And I'm going to use those dreams and those passions to bring about why I created you and a part of my plan. Um, And I know when I was a little kid and I still am, I was obsessed with horses. Like, I mean, any horse, if there was horses out, and I just remember I had the longest bus route ever. Like, first one on the bus at like 6 a.m. and last one off the bus at like, it felt like 5 o'clock at night, but it was like, you know, whatever, 4 o'clock probably. Um, it was getting dark in the winter is what it felt like. But I just remember, I mean, I knew where every horse was on my bus route, and I would know if they were laying down or when they ate breakfast. Like, it was just like... I was obsessed, and I, I mean, I literally lived and breathed horses my entire life, and um, now, like, who would have thought, like, what I get to do now is I get to photograph and video and play with horses, like, for my job, like, I would never have thought that I'd ever get that job, and went going from a sports and exercise, or a journalism major to sports and exercise science to just being like staying home with my kids and being a homeschool mom. And I'm still that into this full circle of like, now I just get to like play with horses. And I got a company reached out with, to me today that I'm really excited to work with. And they called me a horse fluencer. <laughs> I was like, I love that. I think that's an amazing <laughs> term for what I love to do. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but horse fluencer slash, <laughs> you know, but I thought that was so fun to get to work with a company and get to do what I love to do. So, um, what I wanted to be, bring it or back around to is that God remembers, he remembers what you like, what you loved about being a little kid. He remembers the passion and the, the dreams that he placed in your heart. And just as a 36-year-old woman now today, like, I'm just here, I want to remind you that those dreams didn't die. They might be dormant. You might be getting to live them. Like Alex says, she's like, I get to do them. It may not be the exact same way as I thought as a little kid, but in a way, you're getting to do it, you know? Or maybe where you're at in your life now, you're like, you know what? This is better than what I wanted to be as a kid. And I hope that that is true because I love that too. Um, But, and who knows in another 10 years, you're like, Lynette might be out with the dolphins and like the sea creatures, like preaching on like a boat or something like that, you know? Like who knows? But I just like want to like, I know it's kind of tonight. I just feel like it's like a fun topic. But, like, just go back to, and, like, to dream about, like, or and remember what 
God put in your heart as a little kid, because I feel like that's so tied to God's purpose for our life. And I would love, like, if you guys think about things and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I remember I did this as a little kid, and, like, I have this idea for, like, us doing something in the future or that this might work out, pound out in the future. Like, I want to hear about it. Because I just think it's, it's just really neat how that comes full circle sometimes. At least it did in my life. <laughs> um, but I'm, <laughs> I want to just go to, um, at least I'll skip to Proverbs 31, 29 real quick. She was going to bring it up on the screen for me. Um, but it says, many daughters have done well, but you excel, you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord leans into him, stakes her life in him, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works be praised in, let her own works praise her in the gates. And so I wanted to reiterate that is that God, like she, it's the only time that it, it mentions the Lord is in that last scripture I was reading through here. And, um, but that's what it is that that whole scripture is based on is that she did all of these things because she feared the Lord. She staked her life on in him. And because he loves her, he brought those dreams to pass. He brought those works of her hands, the fruit of her hands to pass. And that's what he wants to do for all of us. And I wanted to go to one more in Isaiah 51. 51, seven, and it says, listen to me, you who know righteousness, you people in whose heart is my law. Do not fear the reproach of men, nor be afraid of their insults. So again, if that, if you're that woman that maybe got told like, nah, that is not realistic, like not going to happen. And I mean, I know there are those people that are like, well, I want to be an NBA basketball player. And you're like five, two, like me, like probably not going to happen, you know? <laughs> But why not, at least when you're a little kid, like, you should be able to, like, go all at it as hard as you can. And I think that there's just always, like, that, that cord that runs from when we're a little kid until we, where we're at right now in our life that God wants to show us something or at least allow us to see a different facet of maybe where we had as a dream as a kid to what we could do with him now. So that is what I had for you ladies tonight. Um... But we're going to do it again in November, third Thursday again. And I would love to have, I'm going to set some dates for those coffee dates at the coffee house again on like Saturday mornings, if that ever works out for anybody. I think those are just fun just to get away and just chat and have that fellowship time. So be looking for those. 